Ah, what a beautiful morning. Oh, oh, Ted, Ted, you're here. There's something weird going on. Weird? Oh, come on, it's not that weird. I was having trouble getting up in the morning, so I started sleeping in the recording studio. I'll never be late again. What? Yeah, I've made it pretty cozy in here. I've got a bed, a coffee machine, and a huge supply of canned food. Probably enough to last through a nuclear war. Well, I hope there's enough for all of us. We might be stuck in here for a while, mate. Huh? What are you talking about? And why is your hair so messy? Look at yourselves. Your clothes are all ripped up. What have you two been doing? You look like you've been attacked by wild animals. Ted, Ted, you won't believe this, but our co-workers have got some kind of zombie virus. They chased us down the corridor. They had this dead look in their eyes and shuffled towards us, moaning, Podcast! Podcast! They probably just haven't had coffee yet. Oh. I'm always like a zombie before I have my morning coffee. No, it's true. They surrounded us and almost tore us apart. But we got away and ran to the safest place we could think of. The Babel Recording Studio. Holy guacamole! You guys weren't lying! <laughs> it's lucky we're in here. Nothing is going to get through that door. This used to be a dungeon, you know. And, thanks to me... We have enough food for months. Ted, as much as I like you and Brooke, I can't stay in the recording studio for months. I'm offended. Well, then you should go and talk to your therapist. Anyway. Anyway what? I have an idea. Ah, jeez. Just listen, will you? Now, I've watched a lot of zombie movies in my life, and the thing is, zombies are always obsessed with getting their hands on something. Yeah, human flesh. Yep, that too. But our zombie co-workers outside that door keep moaning, Podcast! Which tells me that they're big podcast fans. You're telling me the zombies outside that door want to hear a podcast? Exactly. And luckily, we're in the podcast business. Prepare the recording equipment, Brooke. Warm up your vocal cords, Ted. We can broadcast this episode live across the Babel speaker system and confuse the undead with English trivia. Come on, team. Let's make our famous last words count. It's time to make one last stand. Yes! Let's do this. You're listening to Sam and Ted's Famous Last Words. All right, Sam, it's up to us to end the zombie apocalypse, which means this podcast has got to be good. Can you think of any topics that would make their undead heads explode? Hmm. You know what always makes my head hurt? Hmm. Thinking? No. Tongue twisters. Tongue twisters? You mean like, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers? Yeah, that's difficult. Well, how about we start with some easy ones? 
and then we move on to the harder ones. Sounds good. So what's the easiest tongue twister that you know, Sam? Probably uh, red lorry, yellow lorry. Red lorry, yellow lorry? Yeah. That's super easy. Yeah, it's super easy if you say it once, Ted. Now try saying it over and over and over again. Okay, and quickly, right? Yeah, quickly, as okay. quickly as possible. Red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry, yellow lorry, red lorry. Red lorry. See, it's not okay. so easy. All right, all right. Yeah, you know, I always heard that one as red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Right. Um, try that one. Okay, yeah, I'll try it. Red leather, yellow leather. I can't. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> very difficult. Um, yeah, right. The zombies are moaning. Keep going. We need more tongue twisters. Okay, Brooke. Here's one of my favorites. How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? You got it? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? <laughs> a cream clean what a what a what a what a cream clean what? How can a clam cram in a clean cream can? Okay, let's start at the beginning, Ted. Right. Um, what does that mean? Okay, a, a clam is a, a shellfish, yeah, you know, yeah. like where you would find a, a pearl, right? Yeah, you okay, know. yeah, yeah. And um, um, and what does cram mean? To cram it's means, a verb, right? means to like fit into something, but but tightly, to squeeze into. Into a small space. Right, into yeah, a so small space. So you're talking space. about... How can a shellfish squeeze itself into a small space? Right, into a clean cream can, a, right. a can okay. of cream. That doesn't make any sense. Whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, it's a tongue twister. It doesn't really have to make sense. Oh, okay. But it's fun anyway. Well, they're supposed to be funny, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're better if they're funny. Okay. I have one. I have a tongue twister that my grandmother taught me, and it does make some sense. She sells seashells on the seashore. The shells she sells are seashells, I'm sure. All right. Go and try it. I'll give it a go. She sells seashells on the seashore. The shells she sells are seashells, I'm sure. Perfect. First time lucky. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, see if I say it 10 times over. Okay. Mm. So seashells, I think we're pretty clear what those are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about seashore? What's the seashore? Well, the seashore is the beach, right? It's okay. next to, you're next right. to the sea. She's standing next to the sea selling seashells. That does make a lot more sense That's than like lot of sense. clam cram and a clean cream can. Now, listeners, maybe um, you want to try this at home as well. So, repeat this tongue twister after me. She sells seashells on the seashore. The shells she sells are seashells, I'm sure. All right, very good. I've got another one. This one is Rory the Warrior and Roger the Worrier were reared wrongly in a rural brewery. Uh, um, sorry, stop for a second. Who are Roger and Rory? Are they like friends of yours or something? Um, you and, know, I mean, and, they're just, uh, you know, Rory is a warrior, a fighter. Okay, yeah, yeah. Roger is a warrior. A warrior? A warrior. A warrior. A he worries. Uh, he He's worries. anxious and He's nervous. Worried. Okay, yeah. And they were reared wrongly or brought up by their parents. Badly. In a bad way. Uh-huh. In a rural brewery. Okay, rural. so, yeah, rural means countryside. Right, in the countryside. And a brewery? Where you make beer. Okay, so Roger and Rory were brought up badly by their parents in a countryside beer factory. Right, exactly. Wow. That explains a lot. Yeah. So you want to give so that fair. one a go? Sure. <clears throat> Rory the Warrior and Roger the Warrior were reared wrongly in a rural brewery. brewery, brewery. <laughs> Pretty good until the end. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, 
Try saying this again. Rory the Warrior and Roger the Worrier were reared wrongly in a rural brewery. And finally, my favorite. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Yes, I know that one. That's one of my favorites as well. Uh, a couple of questions, though. A woodchuck is a little furry animal, right? Right, yeah. Another name for it is a groundhog. Maybe uh-huh. you've heard of the movie Groundhog's Day. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, um, and what is chuck? To what? chuck means yeah. to throw. Oh, of to course. throw. So yeah. how much wood would a groundhog throw if a groundhog could throw wood? Great question. Right. Yeah, okay. But um, it's more fun to say... How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Yeah, do you know what? I always thought it was chop. chop. I thought it was how much wood could a woodchuck chop. I wood mean, chopping that also makes, makes sense, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Let me give it a go. <laughs> how much wood would a woodchuck chuck? Let's try again. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck? I can't say it. <laughs> One more time. How much wood would a woodchuck chop? No. <laughs> chuck. All right, listeners, your turn. Give it a go. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Ah! Sam, Ted, the bookshelves. Look, they're moving. It's a secret door. I had no idea that there was a secret door in the sound studio. And who or what is that? Hey, hey, it's another zombie. No, it's not, silly. That's Ellen Jukström. She's a colleague of ours from Sweden. I thought she worked in the New York office. Hey, people. Uh, Yeah, I do actually work in New York, um, but I just came here through the tunnel. Tunnel? What tunnel? Yeah, you know, the top secret tunnel that connects the Berlin and New York offices. Awesome. Then we can escape to New York through the tunnel. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, guys. The American border control is kind of strict, so I don't think they'll let you in. True, and we don't even have our passports with us. Darn. That's too bad. Well, it's nice to see you, Ellen, even if we are being attacked by zombies. Tell me, are there zombies in Sweden? Um, no, I don't think so, but we do have trolls. Trolls? They're big and ugly and eat babies, right? No, I think they're pretty cute. Hey, Ellen... You know, I was doing a bit of research some time ago, and I found out that English and Swedish are quite similar languages. Yeah, they are actually. They belong to the same language family, and they have a lot of history that they share. And a lot of vocabulary is the same. Mm-hmm. Like um, what? If you say house in English, that's who's in Swedish. Mm-hmm. And if you say mouse in English, that's moose in Swedish. So a mouse lot of is it moose. Is, mouse is moose. That's confusing. Yeah. yeah. False friends. So, yeah, moose is L, so that has nothing to do with, with mice. Okay. A lot of words, you can maybe guess what they mean just by changing the vowel a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Hey, Ellen, did you ever hear of Old Norse? Is that a Swedish dance? Be quiet, Ted. Yeah, sure, I heard of Old Norse. In fact, did you know that in the 11th century, Old Norse was the most widely spoken European language? Really? Yes, Ellen's right. Old Norse, which is a North Germanic language, was originally spoken among the people who lived on the Scandinavian peninsula and in Denmark from the 9th century until the 13th century. But because they raided and settled all over Northern Europe, the Norse language spread as far as Britain, 
Ireland, France, and the huge Slavic Finnic region of Kievan Rus. Yeah. Ah. So, if everyone in Scandinavia once spoke Old Norse, does does that mean that everyone there still understands each other? Yeah, they do to some extent, at least. I can speak Swedish to people from Denmark and Norway, and they will understand me uh, at least sometimes. All right. And so does it go the other way as well? For example, if a Norwegian person spoke Norwegian to you, you would understand them? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Norwegians are actually the ones who are the best at understanding the others. Ah, okay. Is that because um, Norwegian and Danish, when they're written down, look very similar, right? Yeah, they do. They're, I mean, I can barely tell them apart when they're written down, but when they're spoken, they're very different. Yeah, and the big problem is the Danish accent is very difficult. Right, and they only like say half of the letters that they write down, right? That's right. They, they, they swallow everything. All yeah. the consonants, yeah, yeah. they're... Yeah. they're They're, they're dropping off all over the place. And oh. um, I really like the Danish accent. When Danish people speak English, they sound like they come from the north of England. They sound like they're speaking in a Geordie accent. And that's because a lot of Danes settled on the eastern coast of England. Oh. Um, Newcastle is where oh. Geordie is spoken. All these connections. Yes, indeed. I mean, that's how language works, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I was doing a bit of research online and um, I found a dictionary of Old Norse. And um, it's quite interesting. Um, what I found out. Did you know, for example, that they had six different words for brave? Wow. I'm going to try and say them now. And Eden maybe will be able to correct my pronunciation. Um, so, six words for brave were bitter, fröken, godur, 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 Röster? Is that how you say it? Röster, but again, my old Norse is a bit rusty. Yeah, maybe... <laughs> I haven't spoken it in a few thousand I years. I haven't, exactly. It's oh, been okay. a while. Okay, maybe right. you could say these words, Ellen, actually. That would be better. I so, can try. So, okay, so actually, they, um, what I'm trying to do now is Icelandic, because on Iceland, people can actually read old, uh, old Viking scripts and so on, because yeah. they were... Um, isolated for a long right. time and they didn't have that much influx from other languages. Mm -hmm. So Icelandic has changed the least of the Scandinavian yeah. languages. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to read those? I can try. But go for it. If Give it there a go. are any Icelandic people <laughs> listening, I'm very sorry. Bitter, froken, goder, hrauster, snjallr, vasker. That was beautiful. Maybe. <laughs> Very nice. That was great. Yeah. Um, the old Norse men and women also had six synonyms for courage and seven for desire. Ooh la la. Mm -hmm. There were seven verbs for to go, five words for help as a noun, and another four for help as a verb. And it turns out there were seven old Norse words for sea. Like Sea with your eyeballs? No, like sea as in the seven seas, ah, you know, okay. the water, big bodies of water. Right, you know? sure. They spent a lot of time on it, I think. Um, and then there were a ton of word for kings. But no words for queen? No, none, none recorded anyway. And lastly, there are nine words for man and also for battle. War! What was that? That was my battle cry. Ah, very good, very good, very Viking. <laughs> What does this all mean, Sam? Well, my guess is that the Norsemen really liked going to war and they really liked going sailing. Um, they valued bravery, often needed help, and unlike modern Swedes, didn't have many female leaders. Huh. So this dictionary and, and word lists like this um, probably come from ancient 
Old Norse poems. And these poems tell mostly battle stories. So, you know, there might be a bit of a bias towards certain types of language. Right, sure, um, that guess. makes sense. That right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They probably had lots of words for love and stuff too, but maybe they weren't recorded in the sources. Right, exactly. Anyway, Ellen, what's uh, what's your favorite Swedish word? Oh, um, I I I think my cutest Swedish word is probably morhor, which means whiskers. Whiskers, as in a cat's whiskers. Yeah. Could you say that again? Morhor. 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 Yeah. Morhor. It oh. means a uh, growl hair, literally. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that nice. is very, very cute. Oh, I like that. Uh, my favorite Swedish word is skog. <laughs> I can't even say it. Skogstokig. Is that how it's said? Skogstokig. Skogstokig. <laughs> uh, which sounds a bit Scottish when you say it like that. And it means forest crazy, like really super angry. I don't really get anger when I think of forest you know well, for me the forest is like peaceful and, yeah no I know. think it means like you get really crazy and you have to go out into the forest and like get your craziness out. I don't know I oh, mean okay. what do you so think you're, so you're no longer a danger to anybody else I don't know yeah. you just go out in the forest and scream and howl you know <laughs> yeah either that or you come from the forest like you're a wild uh, like ling or something a feral person crazy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah all right yeah hey um Ellen are there any famous dead Swedes um, you mean as in famous Swedish people who are now dead? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, tons. Why do you ask? Well, because as you know, this show is called Famous Last Words, and mm-hmm. we thought the very last part of the show should be about people's famous last words. You know, the very last things famous people said before they died. Right. Which, if you think about it, is even more fitting, seeing as we're making this episode for all of our undead zombie co-workers out there in the corridor. Yeah, all right. Yeah, um, yeah I'm sure I can think of some. Uh, do you guys know who Alfred Nobel was? Yeah, of course. He invented dynamite. Yeah, he did. Did he? Uh, he yeah, did. he really? sure did. Yeah. It's the Nobel Prize is the money from the dynamite that he made, the Nobel oh Peace goodness. Prize. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is his ma- way of trying to make it right what he had done wrong by inventing the dynamite. Right. I thought, I thought um, the Chinese invented dynamite. They invented get- fireworks. Gunpowder. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think Alfred Nobel had lots of different patents for different types of dynamite or something okay. like that. But anyway, by the end of his life, he lived in Italy and he spoke a lot of languages. He spoke mm-hmm. English and Russian and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but three days before he died, he got a stroke and he could only speak Swedish, which was his first language. So he tried to tell the people working for him um, that he wanted to send a message to Sweden that he might be dying or that he wasn't feeling well. Um, And the only word that they could understand from that was telegram, which is the same in a lot of languages. So that's his his recorded last word. Telegram? Yeah. Just telegram? Just telegram. He probably said a lot of things, but the Italians working for him didn't understand. Oh my goodness. That's yeah, unfortunate. That's, that's I hope my last words are not telegram. No. Yeah, it's a bit sad, but then he went on to found this prize and is doing a lot of good in the world after his death. Very so, true. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Mr. Noble, for dynamite and the Nobel yeah. Peace Prize. Yeah, right. <laughs> mostly for that. Okay. <laughs> Mixed blessings, we call that in English. All right. I did not know that about Mr. Nobel, um, but 
again, speaking of famous last words, I have been doing some research of my own, and I made a list of the things that some famous people said before they died. I thought that we could do a quiz. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So this is the way it will work. I will read the quote, and then the first person to buzz in, using our handy buzzer here, Mm -hmm. um, with the correct answer gets 20 points. 20 points. But if you need a clue first, then you only get one point. Brooke, can you keep score for us? Mm-mm. No way, mate. I don't have a pen on me. Ugh. I guess I have to do everything around here by myself. Oh, Ted, just get on with it. All right. Here we go. The famous last words, famous last words quiz. First quote, who said, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. Um... Uh, uh, mm, mm. Um, was it David Bowie? No, it was not David Bowie. Uh, was it Abraham Lincoln? No, it was not Abraham Lincoln. You guys need a you need a hint. Yeah, please. Yeah, come on. Your hint is Big Apple Boss. Uh, Steve Jobs. That was Steve oh, Jobs. Really? Steve Jobs said, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, and then died. All right, next one. Here we go. And I'll say it in the accent of this person. Good dog. Dracula. <laughs> was that not Dracula's accent you were doing? <laughs> I mean, some kind of Slavic accent, right? <laughs> we need a hint. Um, hint is Bolshevik leader. Lenin. Yeah, Vladimir Lenin. Okay. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't do it on purpose. Um, I'm going to guess uh, Marie Antoinette. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well ding, ding, done. Ding. How did you know that? I heard somewhere that she stepped on the foot of the person, the executioner. What is the fancy word for that? The executioner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. And uh, she was a lady all the way to the end and apologized, even though he was about to cut her head off. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, very good. The next one. I have offended God and mankind because my work did not reach the quality it should have. This must be a famous writer or a, um, artist or... A- Yes. Composer or something? Artist. Uh-huh. Artist. So an, um, give us a clue. Um, teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <gasps> Leonardo da Vinci. Yes, it was Leonardo da Vinci. The next one. This one's real, real nice. Eerie. I must go in for the fog is rising. Can we have a clue? I don't think I know. Do you, you can know? have a clue. Um... She was an American poet and spent most of her life in her room. Emily Dickinson. Yes, that is right. Emily Dickinson had some pretty... Uh, I think those were the best last words. Oh, I think nice. it sounds like the most peaceful death. The fog is rising? Yeah. That sounds creepy like, to me. It's like you're being wrapped in fog and oblivion. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, okay. To each their own. All right, next one. Leave me alone. I'm fine. Marilyn Monroe. No, it was not Marilyn Monroe. 
Axel Rose from Guns N' Roses. He's still alive, <laughs> oh, is he? he? Yes. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. Not Kurt Cobain from Nirvana either. Um, I will give you a hint. His nickname was the Walrus of Love. I think the Walrus of Love sounds like Meatloaf, but is he dead? No, it's not Meatloaf. <laughs> it's not meatloaf. No, it's, um, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, not Lionel Richie. Um, oh, I forgot Describe his name. Describe him to me and I can get the um, point. Barry White. It's Barry oh, White. Oh, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Barry White. Said, leave me is alone. He's the I'm Walrus fine. of Love. He's he the is Walrus the of Love. <laughs> I think Meatloaf deserves the title. Is Meatloaf dead, though? No. I don't think And he think wasn't so. that big, Meatloaf. No, but he was kind of Walrusy. Yeah. The next one, I love you very much, my dear beaver. Is it someone from Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, it's badgers. Oh. Badgers, not beavers. You're... Everybody's talking about beaver hats and beaver this and beaver that. It's badgers. So it wasn't someone from Wisconsin? No. Give us a clue, will you? Yes, the clue is French existentialist. I know. Was it Sartre? Was it Jean-Paul Sartre? Yes, it was. And who was his beaver? His beaver was Simone de Beauvoir. Oh, his wife. of course. Yes. Yeah. Mm. He said, I love you very much, my dear beaver. Mm -hmm. It's very sweet. That's cute. Yeah. Mm. All right. The next one. Good night, my kitten. Uh, this was another writer. Um, American writer? Um, Ernest Hemingway. It was Ernest mm. Hemingway. Because yeah. he had cats. He said it to his wife. Oh. Right. Um, but he had cats, too. Did he? Maybe. I, Didn't I he have lots of six-toed cats? It's uh, my only Ernest yeah, Hemingway yeah. trivia. But I don't know if they were his cats. Oh, yeah, no. They were feral, I think. Okay. And they all had six-toed. They were six wild toes. cats, is that yeah. what you're saying? Right, they Ernest were wild. Ernest Hemingway had wild six-toed cats. And I think around uh, where he lived uh, in the Florida Keys, mm -hmm. they still have these six-toed cats walking around. But no more Ernest Hemingway. No more Ernest Hemingway. He unfortunately killed himself. All right. <laughs> The next one, die, my dear. That's the last thing I'll do. Hmm. Hint? It, yeah, the hint is one of the Marx brothers. Oh, yeah. So not Karl Marx. <laughs> you have a 33% chance here, I guess. not one of the Marx brothers. <laughs> the, the, the Marx brothers were, were the comedians. You mean the comedians, right. not, not the communists. Right. Um, Groucho. Ding, ding, ding. Groucho Marx said that. One point to Evan. And our last one here is, <clears throat> go on, get out. Last words are for fools who haven't said enough. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, Ellen, mm. do you know? No. Um, mm. uh, was it, a, a, again, was it a writer? He was a writer, but he was not American. I think I know. Was it Karl Marx? Now it was Karl Marx. Yay. Very good, was Sam. It? Wow. All right, so that was our last one, and I am tallying up the scores right now, and it looks like we have a tie. You Ooh. both have exactly the same score. Yay! Looks wow. like you know famous last words just as well as the other. Well done, Evan. Thank you. Well done, Sam. Hey, guys, listen. It's gone quiet outside. I think the zombies have gone away. You think? Hey, stay there a second. I'll just open the door a crack and check. Oh my. What is it? Well, I think we put the zombies to sleep. 
There are hundreds of them out there. They're all lying around on the floor, snoring. I say we split. We what? We split. We leg it. We run away. Let's go. You know, in case they wake up again. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, good idea. Well, thank you to all of those listeners out there who've stuck with us to the end. It's been a magical roller coaster of a podcast, and we hope you've enjoyed listening. As ever, if you'd like to send us questions, fan mail, gifts, or invite us out on dates, yeah, or that, you can tweet us at Babbel. Or email us at podcasting at babbel.com. Okay, people, time to go. Bye, Ellen. Don't get eaten by trolls or zombies. I won't. Bye, guys. Please close the door on your way out. Sure. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. Sounds like famous last words to me. Bye, listeners. Bye.